Welcome to the Delish Guestless Podcast, a deep dive into the lives and work of Hong Kong's crazy food and beverage industry leaders, hosted by the Beat Asia publication. Today, we invited two budding mompreneurs, owner Abby Cadman and general manager Tegan Waters from Fest Group. Listening in is marketing manager Natalie Fong. Abby and Tegan speak with us about operating Hong Kong's leading catering company, Fest Group, with casual catering arm Gingers, alongside bespoke, opulent, event management hand, Relish, to conceptualize and host the city's most memorable parties, events, and soirees. Listen to Abby and Tegan's journey as mums who are making a change to how Hong Kong was eat and party, only on the Delish guest list. For the layman that doesn't know Hong Kong or who Hong Kong's oldest catering company and sole leading catering company, what is Relish and what are Ginger's? What is Ginger's? Yeah. Can, you, well. can you explain that to us? <laughs> so Ginger's, we're, uh, just to correct, we're not the longest standing catering companies. We're <laughs> just the best. Just the best. <laughs> um, so this is where we've worked really hard to make sure that there's a clear line between both of them because essentially um, when Abby purchased both of them, they were almost competitors. So what we've done is we've standardized gingers to make it, you know, your never-failing catering company, just easy, you know, simplicity is key, mm. whereas Relish is much more an events company that does catering and all the catering is bespoke. We make sure that we, you know, give our clients an event to remember. Not that we don't with Gingers, but Gingers, a lot of the time a chef doesn't go to Gingers. It's just a drop-off and we have the same waiters that we've had for 22 years. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, so sometimes they're very good at the food as well. Yeah. But the recipes, the love that's come from Gingers has been sustained for 22 years, since 2001. Yes. Are people familiar with that in Hong Kong? And they return to Gingers because you've got the same plates of food, you've got the same great plates of food. Mm. We've, we've tried to really hold on to the heritage that is Gingers and to the previous owner, Liz, was really well known in Hong Kong and it was an extension of her personality and she was a chef as well. So we don't want to lose that, um, that personality and that authenticity, but we just wanted to um, just streamline it and make it more uh, reflect our personalities now. We've, we're going into the new generation. Um, and, you know, things have changed a lot, especially after COVID and during COVID. So we needed to adjust the, the business to suit the new needs of our clients while still keeping true to our core at Ginger's. And um, the same thing with Relish as well. I, I actually worked at Relish as an event manager before I took over. So I felt like I was part of the fabric there already before taking over the, the company and then started to make it, you know, reflect me more and added the um, the events components like the backdrops and the decor, the production, which then made sense to go into a bigger space um, and have our central kitchen in Wong Chuk Hang, which... That actually we were pushed to do that during COVID, but it was something in the back of our minds even before um, before COVID hit. So it just kind of escalated and fast tracked that that journey of going over there and expanding to 
the events world and not just being a catering company. So now we're able to differentiate between gingers and relish um, and give clients a, like two really different offerings. So gingers, um, like Tegan said, has more of a standardised menu process. It's a lot of drop-off items, more casual. Um, and then relish is more bespoke. Um, we can do like really crazy themed events. The menus can be really high end as well as the entertainment side of things and the flowers and the, you know, whatever you can think of, anything to do with an event. We do it all in-house with Relish. So it just becomes a one-stop shop. What type of uh, bites and meals can I get from Ginger's? What are the most memorable sort of uh, offerings that you can get? So our canapes are probably the most ordered. Uh, we've got so many favorites on there. And the good thing is, is that, as Abby said, obviously we've tried to modernize Ginger's mm. in a way that, but not lose its core values. But we do have people, especially Liz's friends, that will ask us for certain things that used to be on the menu. And of course, we can still do that. Um, and yeah, Gingers and Relish are two separate teams. Mm. We don't run on the same team. So I think that also helps us that we're not asking one team to run two companies. It's yes. only Abby and I that do both. Mm. Why catering? Why, why is there a need for catering in Hong Kong? Because it's fun. <laughs> well, let's expand on fun. I mean, of course it is fun, you know, creating because food, giving can, these experiences. But Yeah, but you can work in a restaurant. I mean, catering's been my background. F&B's been my mm. background. But obviously I have dipped in and out of restaurants. But yeah, so catering's fun. No two days are the same. And I just love getting that inquiry that's so out of the box. And we sit down and we all work together. And it's we work in a real team. Mm. Ginger's is very much like I obviously am involved day to day with the team, but not to sit down and create menus and really think out the box. So it's lots of fun. And also, I love the styling. So Abby and I are the in-house florists. Yes. So you'll find us at Prince Edward, you know, scoping out the flower market. <laughs> so the idea of joining Relish and Ginger's together with Fest Group allows for one, well, I say Relish being a creative outlet mm. and Ginger's to supply that volume to increase the business. Mm -hmm. Is it important to have those crazy party ideas to really stretch yourselves to have those no two days that are the same? Well, especially after COVID, mm. what we've found is all our clients, they want the next best thing. Yeah. Really? They don't want a boring sit-down event. So we've really delved into food stations, markets, tastings, different styled events, playing on imagination, nostalgia, mm -hmm. all those kind of... People want to be wowed now. I think everyone was kind of stuck at home and inside during COVID and now everyone's trying to one-up each other on their next event, whether it's their birthday or wedding or whatever it may be. You know, it used to be fine to just do a brunch and now people want like, um, you know, the disco ball dancer or uh, mermaids in their pool or, you know, like just really crazy, yeah, crazy stuff and things hanging from the ceilings. And it's it's not enough anymore to just have dinner and drinks. It's got to be next level. It's got to be an experience, got to be Instagrammable. Everything is online now, so everything needs to look wow. And that makes it a lot of fun for us. 
um, but it's also brought, you know, it's brought this whole new challenge of creating events that are, you know, show-stopping and making the client really love what they see and have a unique experience every time. So people's expectations have mm. have really increased. I think that it is due to COVID a lot of it, um, as well as just everyone being on Instagram and online all the time. So oh, you mentioned Instagram twice in that sentence. Yes. <laughs> 18 years ago, 22 years ago, respectively, both of those companies had not existed no. in line with Instagram. No, and they would have just had an office phone, yeah. probably. Yeah. Is this the reason why no idea is too crazy for a party? Yeah. And that's why you have to go over the top. Yeah, because nothing's not been done. Mm-hmm. Are you guys not going to be successful if no one, if you don't have this virality on Instagram, if people don't share it? I think we definitely embrace mm. technology mm. in our office. Um, and we don't want to be left behind. Yeah. And we don't want to be, oh, too good for, you know, posting or really taking that leap and and moving the direction that our clients want us to move in. So um, we're definitely embracing it, and I think it's a good thing. And Why not? Because now everything is being looked at under a microscope, so it makes you have to deliver really fantastic products as well. We also try and show the real side of us on Instagram. Mm. We mm. don't just show the perfect thing. An event is really hard. Bumping into an event, you know, I'm sure you can think of events that you've been invited to, whether they be for a brand or an opening, and you just go in, you get your glass of champagne, you sit down at the table, the table's set, you get the food and you leave. The thought and process that has got everything in there at that time is huge. Mm. You know, we sometimes, especially for venues, we have one hour to bump in. So we sometimes set up 150 people dinner in an hour. We are taping, duct taping stuff at the, you know, under the table. Mm-hmm. We're making sure there's no wires. We're polishing cutlery as it goes down. We're putting drinks on ice. Everything that got you to that moment of the first person walking in is chaos. Yeah. But no one sees the behind the scenes. And so that's why we really want to be mm. real. We want to mm. show what it is to be in events because people think it's quite luxurious sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Oh, it must be so fun not. being in the events. It's but. not. And it is like it, it it's the, fun. the adrenaline rush is mm. like really exciting and seeing a project from start to finish. I love that feeling and that's what you kind of we stay in this industry yeah. for, I think, because it's just so like it, no day is the same. A mm. client comes to you with some crazy idea or even just a normal, you know, dinner party um, and you're there from start to finish and you don't get a second chance. You have one chance to execute it and, you know, if things go wrong, you need to fix them without it, the client or the guests being affected or noticing anything and then you finish it and you're like, wow, I just did that. That was amazing. And you can kind of like... Slump down in your couch and take a this deep breath. This is a breath. drug for you, then. Yeah. But, yeah, Abby and I both <laughs> have our little sayings about events. So mine that I always say to my team is, "No one was meant to know what it looked like, so you just <laughs> have to make it look good." Yeah. Um, exactly. And Abby's is, you know, three things will always go wrong. Uh, yes. My mum is. Uh, there's not a party started without someone spilling something. Exactly. Yes. You know, or a broken glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a very Jewish saying, you know. <laughs> Everyone has their things. Yeah. It's uh, it's 24 degrees right now in, the, in this lovely studio. The aircon's blasting, but outside it's kind of hot. 
and we're coming into summer. How many parties, on average, are you guys holding this summer? It's going to be a busy one now. Uh, yeah, well, we have we do about a hundred events a month, a month. Um, between the two companies. Wow. So yeah, it's busy. Hundred. Yeah. yeah. And then in December, November, sometimes can, like, ten a day. <laughs> yeah. So with the capacity to not only the logistics of creating those events, to working with his clients as well, what goes into the creation and the curation of those recipes, the food? Is this something that you have two separate teams on? Are there chefs, waiters? Is the the ideation coming from you guys or is it sort of bottom top uh, with you know, bit of food. both. So I would say when we're really busy, obviously our kitchen is slightly unapproachable because mm. they've been working 17, 18-hour days, wow. you know, seven yeah. days straight. So I would say Abby and I take the lead on the creative side. But then we also know that events work, you know, kind of in a wave during the year. Mm. So we concentrate on the quieter times, doing all this team building and talking about the future, you know, we try and look three months ahead. So we always are prepared for what could come or what could be basically being prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Time management. And, you know, we've been in this industry for a long time now. So it is a well-oiled machine and we're constantly updating as well. So we're creating a system with a tech company that will hopefully be put to use after summer um, that has all of our client details we'll make the proposals we'll have all the menus on there um and just you know further streamline things make make things easier for the chefs and the event managers and everything's all in one place it'll be on an app and you know so again with the technology side we're really trying to embrace technology embrace what's out there to make our lives easier and to make our team's lives easier. So so in essence, you want to employ technology to streamline and centralize Well, we food. basically, not the food no. side, but in terms of, you know, the procedures mm. of mm. events, there are so many and yeah. it's so hard. Like for one event, even if, say, you were doing an office party, like you would have, we would have a proposal, we would have a back of house, we would have a packing list, we would have a meeting with our chef, everything is, you know, no matter how small or big the event, there's a huge process. Mm. So what we're trying to do is embrace the technology on how we can put things together to make it a simpler simpler way of doing things for our office team, but also for the client in a client perspective. Because we send you a proposal, you send us changes back. Everything, every change is done by hand, but, you know, everything has changed. Mm. So we're just trying to basically use technology to our advantage. So this is where you guys lean. You get a call from someone on your website and it's not some random person redirecting you as Abby and Deegan. No, you yeah, come exactly. directly to us. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We work in the office every day with mm-hmm. our team. We're wow. available to our team at all times. All times? Yeah, all times. Yes, <laughs> really all times. Really all times. <laughs> so how many days a week do you work in the industry? Well, technically it's five days, but <laughs> we're always on call. Like you're just nuts shaking your head. <laughs> I uh, Googled the word mumpreneur yes. um, today and I found it's in many dictionaries. You guys aren't new mums, but mums well, of family. Uh, soon yeah, to so be. Soon to be mum of two over here. Soon to be mum of two. How does that balance with 
100 events a month coming into the first summer where Hong Kong's back. Mm. And you guys are not going to be working five or seven days. I'm more and efficient as a mum. Really? Yeah. You can balance I mean, the time. Yeah, I mean, it's too easy to respond to someone now. Like, I can't stand when someone says to me, oh, I sent an email and then I had to follow up two days later. Mm. You get an email, like you get a WhatsApp, just reply. It yeah. just makes everyone's life easier. And, you know, if you don't pick up the phone, someone else will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just feel like what I can do in a few hours some people do in a whole day because they go out for lunch they do this they faff around they whatever they do whereas I time management that whatever the task I have in front of me whether it's I'm with the kids or I'm at work I just focus solely on that task to just complete it Mm. Um, but also these days it's you know we live and work in a modern world right so working sitting at a desk from nine till five doesn't exist anymore in my in my thing. Unfortunately, but it's yeah, that's the it truth. It doesn't yeah. exist. So mm-hmm. I can answer emails, you know, at six AM sometimes, you know, earlier. <laughs> depending on what time I've woken up. Um and but then it doesn't mean that, you know, oh, I don't work until I sit at my desk at nine and then at five I leave. It's a broken day, but it's more efficient. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like definitely being a mum does make you more efficient and you prioritize your day better. Uh, But I don't think it's affected the workload or balance that much. And we're in a really lucky spot in Hong Kong with we have helpers, the kids have like activities all the time. So it's it it would be far more difficult if we were not in Hong Kong. Food lovers, get ready for Italian Week Hong Kong 2023. From May 29th to June 4th, in partnership with the Italian Chamber of Commerce, we're celebrating Italy's finest culinary traditions right here in Hong Kong. Indulge in authentic Italian cuisine at top dining establishments with special events and exclusive offers. Immerse yourselves in Italy's rich culinary culture and create unforgettable memories. Mark your calendars and join us for Italian Week Hong Kong 2023. For more info, visit italianweek.hk. But as well as that, we have an incredible team to rely on. So we, you know, we've really made a lot of effort in investing in our team, in our culture, and we trust that they will Mm. do an amazing job um, in in whatever role that they are in. And we're we're more of a supporting act to our team, really, at this stage. Um, We used to be a lot more, you know, hands-on on on the ground, um, but our team has expanded and we're able to have more kind of focus now on the bigger picture, which makes things easier because you're not sort of spread so thin on, you know, being on an event and unpacking things and doing flowers and all that kind of hands-on stuff that takes a lot of time. So it's more about supporting the the different team members Mm. in doing what they're doing. You're not the first mums that have appeared on the Delish Guesses podcast, but you are the busiest from what it seems. (laughs) And the many people that we've interviewed on this podcast, the many people that you see on a daily basis at your favorite restaurants across Hong Kong, not just the center, are singletons or people that don't have many commitments. So what words of advice would you give to moms or motherly figures who are trying to enter the F&B and event space? Um, I think my biggest thing would be it's not a disadvantage to be a mom. Mm. I think actually it's the opposite. I think it's an advantage to be 
a mum working in an industry that you know people rely on every single day. Mm. F&B is a huge part of our lives, whether it be a drink after work, a coffee, lunch, dinner, you're always doing something in F&B. Yes, okay, it's, you know, not your nine to five, go here, go there, but there's flexibility in it. You know, you can swap days off, you can, you know, work different shifts, you can probably drop your kids off to school, or some days you can pick them up. Whereas if you work in an office, sometimes you can't. But yeah, I think it's an advantage Mm -hmm. to be a mother, especially in a working world. You know, as I said about efficiency before, you just, you're more efficient because, you know, I guess when I was, when I, you know, before I was married, before I had kids, yes, okay, I would work, but I would just faff a lot more. Whereas now I just kind of get it done because I've got to be somewhere else or I've Mm. got a purpose or you complete a task. There is a lot more flexibility in this industry. Um, so for, you know, like Tegan said, if you're a mum and you need certain times of the day to go and pick up your kids or you've got activities on or something like that, events happen at different times. Sometimes we have corporate events that are in the morning. Sometimes we have, you know, we've got dinner parties that go on into the night. So no day is the same. So you can kind of work around your schedule a little bit as well um, and and it is more flexible as long as you're sort of when you are at work it is pretty full-on but at least there's that flexibility of being able to have a little bit of a balance work-life balance. So moving away from the logistics of working efficiently and going towards the food side you mentioned people love I mean people have to eat I calculated earlier this morning I've eaten 25,000 meals in my life <laughs> Which is a scary number because it's a scary I, number. I maybe have about 75,000 to go, so I've got to make each one of them worth it. <laughs> but how does gingers and relish make that meal memorable as compared to that 16,000 other restaurants in Hong Kong, you know? Because it's an experience. Mm. Um, mm. When you have an event, you choose to do this event because it's something special that you want to celebrate or you want to host, anything like that. And the reason why we do so well is because we know what we're doing. We make it so simple to just come into your home, whether it's sit-down dinner, canapes, whatever it might be, and all your friends say to you the next day, oh, we had the nicest experience. It was such a great time. The food was great. The drink was great. But it's the experience. It's not just, Mm. oh, I remember I went to this restaurant and I had the best salad, I had the best meal, whatever it might be. Service is everything. Service is everything. Yeah. That's what they remember. And that's the key to why Abby and I run the business because we pride ourselves on the service that we, you know, give to our clients. Mm. And we are, we're in the industry of fun, of celebration. When a client comes to us, it's because they're planning something exciting. So being part of that is exciting for us as well. They don't come to us because they want catering for their depression day. Like, you know, it's it's because they're celebrating an amazing event and and they want us to be part of that, which is a privilege. So we always want to make sure that we're every client that comes to us at all 100 events per month are treated in that same vein of, like, this is going to be an amazing day. Mm-hmm. We're able to be part of this. Thank you for the privilege and deliver amazing food, amazing service, 
um, that reflects the event that they're having, the occasion that they're celebrating. You guys haven't hosted a divorce party, haven't you yet? Oh, no, yeah, we not haven't yet, yeah, actually. Well, there you go. Here's the idea. There we go. There we go. Any yeah, divorcees yeah. out there, we can uh, sponsor your event. This is the call to action. Anyone listening right now? <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Um, what was I about to say? You know the meals served by Fest Group are tried and tested, but can you explain a tiny bit more about what type of meals? Is it everything you do? Contemporary, you could do Australian, you could do British, American, Chinese, Japanese. What can I get? At gingers and relish. We we call it um, Asian fusion, but more um, if you're looking for it like Asian style. But we do ha- we're more heavily tilted towards Mediterranean European style menus. Um, we don't have an uh, Asian kitchen, so we don't have the woks and the fire. Um, so we, we've got a Western kitchen, um, and we don't pretend that we can do those really traditional Chinese dishes because there are plenty of people here in Hong Kong that can do those. So uh, we stick to what we know. We love Mediterranean-style food, um, and our chefs are well-versed in a multitude of different techniques and cuisines. Um, But, yeah, it tends to be a mixture of Mediterranean-style and then Asian fusion to kind of – it's a bit of a mixing pot just like Hong Kong, I guess. So it's reflective of what your clients' needs are, yeah, yeah. where your clients are from. Exactly. And also you're dealing with multicultural clients, mm. especially in the corporate world. So yeah. people mm. order bento boxes from us, but there's yes. people from all around the world. So we mm. have to make sure that there's enough variety in there to suit everybody because, you know, it's not fair to just offer a sandwich to someone who doesn't usually have a sandwich or so whatever it might be. I understand Asian fusion because obviously you're – pairing the east meets west and that's what hong kong is and has mm. always will be but mediterranean what's the love for that is it a more democratic choice for food no i think that's the food that we like yeah that's the food that we cook when did you guys fall in love with mediterranean food then so my mum's italian okay. so yeah. always and you're yes, from and i'm albanian Albania. so we do a lot of hosting at home lots of cooking with mom and big plates yeah big so that's plates, what mediterranean food, food is to you. <laughs> mediterranean Generous. food is love on a plate yes really? it's simplicity and love and you know it's not trying too hard mm. you can mess up you can you can drizzle a few things on it just drizzles, drizzles <laughs> yeah. Yeah. olive oil always fixes everything right. can you have too much olive oil these days i don't think so i don't, I don't think so, think so. <laughs> yeah no. Moving on to our rapid-fire questions. That was good, right? Good. <laughs> you weren't prepared. <laughs> Moving on to our rapid-fire questions, Abby and Tegan. You both have less than 30 seconds to come up with a few words to answer each question. If you fail to come up with an answer in five seconds, we'll move on to the next one. Are you ready? Oh, gosh. I always do, watch do we these talk shows and I'm like, oh, my God, why can't they get it right? And now I'm bad Are you guys stressing <laughs> you? Just First question. What does society not tell you before you become a mom? Gosh, I don't <laughs> no one's no one tells you anything about becoming a mum before you're a mum because it's your own experience. Beautiful. <laughs> Do you want me to answer that? We can have a complimentary <laughs> answer as well. Um, how much poo you have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next one then. A question about food. Uh, what is one memorable meal that Fest Group has created for its clients? There's so many to remember. I don't even one? know what my favorite meal is. I would say our casual dining menu at mm. Relish is my favorite because it leads to that, you know, memories on a plate. It's really nostalgic to me that it's Mediterranean. 
I love slow roasted meats and, you know, a variety. I love eating, you know, a taste of everything rather than just one plate. Mm. I would say to compliment that the uh, our signature dish at Relish is our uh, whiskey cured tea smoked salmon, which has been on the menu for I think all of the Forever. eighteen years, and it's still our client favorite. It's my favorite. It's so good. So just that one dish, I think, always reminds me of Relish. What do you guys miss about home? Well, Hong Kong is home, but what do you miss about the former home, Australia and the UK? The lifestyle. Yeah, probably the lifestyle. What's and obviously my mum and dad. Yeah. That's, good. <laughs> That's a good one. Aside from family. <laughs> Aside from Just family. Just the relaxed lifestyle, beaches. So excluding family and friends, mm. who do you love the most in the world? My kitties. That's family. I know, but they're just the best. <laughs> they're, just, they're just another tier. Yeah. Have my team, because they make yeah. my life easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Natalie not, over there. <laughs> not my... My everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a ring on her hand. <laughs> We're, <go>. trying. We're <laughs> trying. <laughs> get her hooked up. <laughs> what do you get up to on the weekends when you're not working? Literally kid stuff. What kind of kid stuff? Between tennis lessons and this, that, that. No, I live in Clearwater Bay, so our weekends are very much like a hike to mm. the beach. I try and bring as much of that, like we say, missing that lifestyle style of not living in a bustling city. I really try on the weekend to shut off and enjoy my surroundings, having no plans and just kind of cooking. I cook a lot mm. on the weekends. I'm a feeder. I like yes. to feed my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think hosting at home um, and also going to the beach, just taking in what Hong Kong has to offer. It's such an amazing city. Where's your guys' favorite beaches? Answer this very carefully. Clearwater Bay Beach is pretty special. Pretty special. People don't like Thailand Long Wan. Thailand Wan? Yeah. yeah. There's a few Thailand Wans. There's one in Lantau and then there's one in Saigon. The main. The main. The, yeah. The, the Saigon. The proper one. All the small <laughs> beaches you can get to by boat as well in Saigon. You could be anywhere in the world. Bluff Island, all those tiny little I like Repulse. I don't do a cycle. Yeah, that, you like repulse because you can yeah, get a coffee while you're up convenient. there. It's <laughs> convenient. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can get some brunch. I can yeah. get some coffee. I can eat some dim sum on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> but then there's that? like band aids in the water <laughs> and like plastic bags floating around. Know. Everyone doesn't like that answer. I say repulse and everyone just cringes. <laughs> if you could go to any city right now in the world and eat, where would you go? And eat. Oh my god, I don't know. Italy. I have a bowl city. of pasta. City. Oh, city. Oh, Rome. I'm going there in the summer. Oh, I would, I would go to Tirana, which is the capital of Albania. I love Albanian food so much. It's so good. What is the best party you've hosted and the best party you've attended? Um, okay, so this year, actually, we did a huge event for UBS, and it was at the AIA Wheel. And so that was just fun because it was watching everyone be a kid. Yeah. Pretty much. And as the food offering was a picnic basket and it just, you watched everyone's face kind of get this picnic basket and not know what to do and open it and just basically be a child and then go on rides. It was great. Yeah. No, that was a great event. And it was the start of those big events coming back. So it was just everyone was in a good mood. It was a really great start to the year. What was the best part you attended then? Ooh. attended oh I went to Prada Mode I actually worked on Prada Mode wow. 
um, in Taekwun in 2019. That was fun. Mm. Oh, gosh, I don't know what, which one, which party I've attended. So many. <laughs> There's to just so from. many. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll take that as an answer. Yeah. <laughs> What's the biggest lie that you've ever told? God, this is so hard. I've definitely lied really badly to Clarence. Everything's fine. We didn't forget anything. You just don't worry about it. It's all good. And then I'm screaming on the phone at someone being like, I need it now. What's the one party in the entire world, former, present and future, that you guys would like to go to? Oh, my God. I have no idea. We we ask tough questions. Yeah, Yeah, you do. I'm not that cool. Well, you know what? The Met Gala just happened, and okay. I okay, am yeah. a bit of a fashionista. Yes, Abby so would myself. definitely be – she'd be best dressed at the Met Gala, for sure. I just sense a lot of stealing answers. Yeah. Is there any, like, pyjama party? I'd be really good at that. That's the one that you can host. Thank you very yeah. much. What is a local snack in Hong Kong that you can't live without? Oh, dim sum. Okay. I just love dim yeah. sum. Zilong bao, anything. Oh, yeah. Just dim sum. Yeah. I love an egg waffle. Oh. She gets them from the cart downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to excuse to get out of a party or an invite? My kids. Oh, <laughs> oh fever Easy. again, these kids. Oh, I can never get out of this cycle every Saturday night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's a good thing about having kids. <laughs> Where are you guys going on holiday next? Uh, to Italy. Oh, fun. In um, August. What are you doing amazing. there? We're staying in a villa with the whole family. It's going to be amazing. Tuscany, lots of wine. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> what about you, Tegan? Uh, I'm going to go to Bali in the summer. Lovely. Take the kids. And what are you guys cooking up in the next few months that you can share with us on the podcast? Anything exciting? At work or home? <laughs> At work. Or both? At work. <laughs> so I'm working on like how – so we've done our like spring-summer menu – I'm working on our next one, which will be like our autumn menu. So like trying to um, do a few fun things with, you know, soups and just putting different flavors together. Mm-hmm. We're also yeah, about I didn't to know launch. If I was allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to launch our baby food product, which hopefully will happen um, after summer. So we've got our. Packaging is probably 90% there, um, and we're doing baby pu- purees to start with um, called BB Bebe. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> I was realizing I don't know much about the baby food industry in Hong Kong, but I'm not the right person <laughs> to know about the baby food industry in Hong Kong. But you heard it here first, the hottest mm. soups in Hong Kong are coming hottest straight hot- to you. Yeah, not in temperature. Not in temperature, but in, in fever <laughs> and in flavor. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great. Thanks, Abby. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Do you guys have anything else to share? Last, last, uh, last moment. We're working on quite a fun event, actually. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Edible art fair. Mm. So watch this space.